0: happy saturday wake up it's time to rise and grind welcome back to the weekend grind podcast brought to you by rotor grinders i'm your host josh Giant, as always with my co-host mr chalk travis Mangone. travis how you doing today buddy on the saturday
1: Good good uh, man, uh it's so it's a DK live final people are excited about that but uh, man they didn't get too much of an exciting slate that's the sad part uh man wish we could have had a better one for it but uh you know it's DFS uh, we always keep going and there's always plays that we got to play so uh you know excited to see how people do and just root on uh, team roto Grinders and hopefully they uh hopefully they do a good job there at the live final
0: yeah absolutely team RG and it is a nice live final out in Denver one of the best uh cities in my opinion Uh, for the daily fantasy community just so many great guys out there that push for the movement and uh you know love traveling out there seeing seeing my good friends and course field man always a great time but uh speaking of live finals a couple weeks ago at the FanDuel live final in chicago for the wfbc I, i met a nice young man up and coming in the industry uh you know hit it off immediately with him great kid and uh we're gonna have him here guest on the show he's here right now brandon how you doing today man Hey, what's
2: up guys? So I'm good. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh why don't you give a little uh, uh just a little history on yourself of, of how you uh landed into DFS and uh you know pretty much what led you to the live final there in Chicago.
2: All right, well um I kind of started playing fantasy when I was young, so got into fantasy football. Obviously, that's what most of us got into at first. So it was just typically season long. And then um around like 2014, maybe 2015. I got introduced to uh, DFS and I I downloaded the DraftKings app and um f- like the first 2 months I played I I think I took down a first prize in NFL for 15k so um yeah it was and after that I just totally stopped playing for about 3 4 years and I yeah, I was one of those um so after that, three, four years down the road, I started like learning more about the industry and whatnot. So like, obviously you learn a lot on Twitter and then obviously I had an account with Roto grinders. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much, pretty much didn't know anything about MLB till last year. And I only knew my favorite player, which was Mike Trout. And, you know, the obvious ones like Harper and Albert Pujols and all the ones, all the great ones. So, um, I kind of started learning the advanced stats and uh, also the variants and whatnot. So um, I decided to go for the NBA live final and I I unfortunately didn't qualify, but um, I decided to go for the MLB one. And after my third or fourth try, I qualified with uh, Kershaw. Couldn't be more happier than that because he's one of my favorite pitchers. So. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, that's where I met you, Josh.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely awesome to meet you there, man. And uh, you know, it's always it's always good to hear different stories because uh, DFS is a great thing. You, you meet all different kinds of people from different backgrounds, and uh, you know, everyone just comes together and has their own way, their own approach. Just there's just so much. There's so much greatness to DFS as a, you know in a community aspect and just meeting different people and uh, who all just love and share the passion for this game. So uh, you know, just happy happy to have you on here on the show and looking forward to, to having you here. So uh, before uh, we get into this, uh, give us all a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis and That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, Brandon, why don't you plug your Twitter? What's your handle? Uh, my at is at B Dib Two Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Go give Brandon a follow over there too. Uh, like I said, nice, nice young man. Uh, you know, up and coming in this industry. So great to have him here. So uh, yeah. So let's start looking at this MLB slate. That's what we're here for. Um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to have some baseball and have that McGregor Mayweather fight on the same day. So that's gonna be a good time. But uh, but yeah, we got nine games here on the main slate, locking at seven o five p.m. Eastern time. Uh, as always, we're gonna start with the pitching uh travis uh looking at this pitching here on the slate what do you what are your thoughts here why don't you kick us off here on pitching
1: uh yeah not a huge fan of it today right like uh there's just not a lot to love so it's kind of uh kind of a little frustrating some one of those slates where i looked at and i uh you know i was like i'm not playing cash here i think i'm just gonna play some tournaments that's just uh, my personal opinion but some people they like that they they like to play cash on this but um at the top, I think like the top tier is, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's like the, you know, Madison Bumgarner, Rodon, uh, Brad Peacock, and like LeMet, like and Clevenger, those are kind of guys, and maybe Hendricks. I'm looking at Fandle right now. So that's kind of like the top tier within like the 9.9K to 8K range, right? So uh, it's, it's kind of a tough choice, right? Because Madison Bumgarner are going up against a, like a really good offense in a, uh, you know, in a ballpark that's good for hitters. And uh, Madison Bumgarner hasn't, you know, totally been the same. I could see, you know, there's obviously some safety there, but uh, I don't know. It's, going to be tough for me to pay that price. I feel like I might want to go down to a cheaper guy, like maybe like a Kyle Hendricks. Uh, He's a guy that I definitely would like to consider against the Phillies, right? Because we like to scream against the Phillies. Uh, Phillies offense has been a lot better though. That's the thing. Uh, The Phillies offense is not what it used to be, right? They called up uh, Hoskins. Uh, They got Nick Williams. They have some better hitters, right? But uh, they still do strike out a bunch, but it's one of those things where uh, I still think uh, Kyle Hendricks is like kind of a sort of safe play that I wouldn't hate playing. And then there's Carlos Rodon, right? Carlos Rodon kind of back from the the, uh, dead, right? He was kind of not doing so well. And out of nowhere, the strikeouts have just been, uh, you know, back to where they used to be. Uh, he, he calls like 8,700, which seems pretty pricey uh, on FanDuel specifically, but he is now, uh, you know, he's, he's priced up there and he gets the team like the Detroit Tigers. So Detroit is a team that, uh, you know, I don't really mind targeting, obviously, because, uh, you know, after trading Jeter Martinez, they've been a team that has struggled. I'm assuming Miguel Cabrera plays because uh, they, you know, I think they uh, they appealed to suspensions. But if Miguel Cabrera wasn't into, uh, obviously that would, uh, you know, help out too. So uh, it's it's a tough pitching slate. But for me right now, uh, you know, looking at FanDuel, the thing is like it's normally easy to fit stuff. So uh, long story short, I think. Uh, I think it's like Bumgarner, Radone, and like Hendricks are the guys that I'm looking at. And it uh, depends on how I build my teams, is who I go to. But I don't know who who is like kind of like the cash guy that I'm leaning to so far. Uh, Josh, how about you?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a tough slate for pitching as far as like looking for the most uh, safe option, so to speak, outside of uh, Bumgarner, who, uh, you know, I'm not really too fond of the spot that he's in here against the, uh, the Diamondbacks, you know, in Arizona. You know, kind of gets that park downgrade, and Vegas agrees. You know, they have this kind of as a, a pickem between him and Taiwan Walker. Uh, as of right now, the implied run tolls are exactly even at four and a quarter runs. So, uh, paying top premium price for Gum- Bumgarner on the slate doesn't feel exactly uh, comfortable, especially with Pollock back around too. Um, this is a this is a team that hits lefties well. They got Ionetta in the lineup, two hits lefties well. I know it's Bumgarner, and I know he's great and everything. But like I said, you're paying top price for him. Uh, scrolling through, you know, looking for some of these value options on the slate. There's one guy that's kind of jumping off the page on me, and you know, call me crazy. And I know that you know, like I said, there's really not that much of a safety net once you go down past the top price. You know, a couple of the top price guys. But this Ross Stripling guy here. Uh, his numbers are actually pretty solid. Looking at, uh, I know that the sample size isn't huge, but it's not that small either. His strikeout rate against righties is 25.2%. Against Lefty 23.5% walk rates nice and low his his ground ball rate is great up towards 50 percent fly balls are 25 percent and below and the Sierra two point nine six versus righties and 3.4 against lefties everything just looking great here this Milwaukee team striking out at a rate 24 percent this season and Vegas has them at one of the lowest implied run tolls on the slate at 3.6 so stripling 5.4 K on DraftKings feels like such a great sp2 option on this slate and uh, over on FanDuel I believe stripling is like dirt cheap too and I, I wouldn't mind uh, taking a shot at him in tournaments let's see let's see what his price is here uh 6k on fanduel i think he's he's a fine tournament option nice pivot for cheap but uh but yeah uh like i said you know uh if we're gonna look at some of the higher price guys i agree with you travis you mentioned uh you mentioned uh bum garner on the slate you also i believe you mentioned uh peacock and yeah peacock is all right but against the angels really not too fond of that matchup either and and uh if we're gonna look here and try to find value uh, i'm gonna be looking at stripling and uh you know maybe pair him with bum and cash but you know it's like i said it's it's a tough slate uh brandon how about you where are you looking at pitching on the slate
2: okay so i'm probably totally off bum i would say um too expensive for me and there's a lot of BVP that I just wouldn't want to target. Goldsmith, 324 average, two home runs, six RBIs. Um, Mathis, I think he's on the DL, but he hits him well. Uh, Pollock has homered on him. So especially in Chase Field, I'll probably leave him off of my lineups. All of them, actually. And um, I'm actually liking Lamette. I like Rodon. Actually, I uh, was talking with a couple of my buddies, and we were all kind of craving the the Buck Farmer. So last game versus White Sox, he struck out 11 and only 24 at bats. So that's a pretty much a 50% uh, strikeout rate versus them, and that was the good Chicago White Sox when they were actually hitting well and now they're just egregious so i'm really going to be attacking uh any like all the gpp plays like maybe stripling like you guys said the vegas total on that is low and it's a good park shift and uh rodon i mean he's been doing well every time i want to stack against him it doesn't go well so uh
1: so so real quick uh by by the way i didn't didn't talk about lament uh too much but I think Lamette is a you know a guy definitely to consider getting like a young talented guy definitely scared of a guy like Stanton because this guy just hits the ball every day but uh the Marlins lineup is one that we can definitely target. So I think Lamette's a guy that I'm gonna be considering as well. Uh likely he's like kind of a tier below some of the guys we talked about, but I think uh he's right there with like the upside that he possesses maybe more of a tournament guy for me. But I want to talk about stripling real quick because you guys talked about him uh, there could be some worries here. Uh, Manager Dave Roberts said, th- said Saturday will be a bullpen game. <laughs> so uh, he said he'll pitch four innings and 55 pitches would be his ceiling. So uh-uh. – oh, wow. Now that you know that, are we off him? Are we still on him? I mean, I get the price tags cheap, right? It's a very cheap price tag, but you're getting only four innings or 55 pitches, it sounds like. And like he, I mean, he's got quotes on this whole thing. He said, You want to go out there and give three or four. Uh, this is, a, I think it's stripling said this. You want to go out there and give uh, three or four innings, stripling said, and give the bullpen as much rest and rest as you're able to because the bullpens don't enjoy bullpen games. Guys are expected to go longer than, you, than they're used to or uh, put into a different than, than, put into it different than they used to. So yeah. Uh basically this is gonna be a bullpen game. And I mean we had Rich Hill, right? He went the distance the other day. Uh then we had then we had Mayeda. He went seven I think innings today, I believe. So yep. like bullpen game is like bound to happen I mean Dave Roberts said it too obviously I never trust Dave Roberts but that's what he says so uh, I'm assuming you guys are maybe off him now or you guys still think at that price tag you can play him what's your thought
0: I I don't know like I I feel like like what if this kid goes out there and he's just throwing super efficient and it gets the bullpen extra rest because he's throwing so well and being so efficient like wouldn't they rather stretch out a guy like stripling than just exhaust their bullpen completely like wouldn't that make Uh, the most sense
1: but their bullpen's Perfect. so rested like i think i am trusting in dave roberts which is uh, weird to say uh, cuz i never do but uh i i'm I don't think i'm going to play stripling the price it's funny though the price tag is interesting like if you told if you said at 5.4k and you guaranteed four innings of stripling Uh, do you think he could pull off 10 points and you would just sign up for it? Just because we don't like a lot of these pitchers here. Uh, I don't know. It's a question to ask. Uh, I'm not saying it's something I'm going to do, but it's just a a conversation to have. I
0: Uh, I mean, he's cheaper than some of the hitters. You know what I mean? So, like, if he comes out and gives you 12 points, like, that wouldn't be terrible. But uh, Brandon also mentioned Buck Farmer. Now, he's a guy that – you know, has had a few good games. He, he had some home run troubles. But if you look at the last two seasons, his numbers, that 25% strikeout rate stands strong against righties here. And uh, these White Sox, it's just a bunch of young righties. you got a few lefties in there. But, uh, you know, majority of the lineup here are, are a bunch of righties, and they do strike out a ton, 24.7% strikeout rate. Uh, you know, so this could be a good matchup here for, for Buck Farmer. Obviously, the park downgrade, for, you know, White Sox Stadium over there in Chicago could be an issue. Travis, do you have an interest in the Buck Farmer?
1: Um, yeah, no. So I fell into the Buck Farmer against Arizona start and believe the two starts before. And uh, when I even had people telling me I was crazy. So you know what, I'm not gonna just uh, jump back on Buck Farmer. Uh, probably because it burned me right. I get the last starting in Chicago. I don't know. That that whole Chicago and Angel game, I'm just gonna say it was like kind of something that just happened, and I don't know how it happened, and just move on. Unless someone can show me some like deep dive analytics on it or something, that I'm wrong. But I can't. Uh, I'm just gonna stay away from it just because I also like Redone too, right? I think he's in a good spot, and I actually think this is the spot the White Sox are gonna you know win this one. I think they're in a good spot
0: here today. All right, so if I told you that I have a pitcher there with a 25.8 percent strikeout rate. With a decent sample size against a team that strikes out 24.7 percent of the time, the guy has ground ball rates around, approaching 50 percent, fly ball rates you know, around 25 percent. You're not going to be interested in that. What's
1: your what's your sample size? I feel like I'm being trapped right now. You're trying to put not, catch 90, my hand in the cookie jar. This, here. this
0: is the last two seasons. It's 97 plate appearances. And if I told you that, and if I and if I told you that he is what 6.4K on DraftKings. And you know where you got a roster two pitchers. You're telling me you're not gonna you're not gonna put even you know, consider him, you know, in cash games here on the slate. Like uh, like like well, like put thank- like put, a, put a strip over his name and don't even look at that. Just look at the numbers and look at his price. You're, I mean you're gonna. It's just like me with uh, your whole Lance Lynn thing. Like I never want to play Lance Lynn, but you know when you read me the numbers, it becomes enticing, right?
1: Yeah, it's more of a conversation to have. So maybe maybe I'll get there. And it's a. Spot where you don't love the pitchers. I wish I could get behind Mike Clevenger, right? Uh, I, I wish I could because of the K percentage <laughs> that he's had. Uh, but he, he's going to be at Kansas City. It depends what Kansas City's lineup they throw out there because I know Mustafa's been hurt. So that's someone that's on my radar a little bit. Is like maybe like a tournament guy that could uh, you know have some upside here, obviously. But, again, Kansas City's just not, like, struck out like they were at the start of the year. They uh, came back to what they were. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Josh, maybe I'll get there throughout the day, but it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to take some time, I think. Uh, you, you, yeah. you, started, you started pushing me a little bit, but I don't know. It's getting tough.
0: Brandon, how about you? How do you feel about uh, about uh, Clevenger here since uh, Travis mentioned Clevenger?
2: So um, Clevenger averages a 5.45 ERA at home while averaging a 2.86 ERA at, on the road. And um, he's uh, pretty good versus righties. So there's only a couple lefties in the lineup. I mean, and they've actually hit a homer on him. I actually like Moss today. Um, Also, uh, to bring up uh, Stripling, Uh, I think he was acting as a reliever before these games. So this is his first game starting again. So I probably wouldn't pitch him. And I probably wouldn't change my mind on stacking Milwaukee. I like a Dodgers bullpen, and I think they could uh, handle the the Milwaukee bats. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, it sounds like we're you know we're all in different places here on pitching. So I think what we should do is we should rank our top three options on the slate for pitching, and just kind of like maneuver from there. So Travis, why don't you kick us off and give us your top three pitching options on the slate?
1: Okay, top three pitching options. Um, We will go with... uh, So Redone is... I'm not going to go in any particular order. I'm just going to pick three because I I think for me it's uh, Radone is one of them. I just like the strikeout upside that he can have here against the Tigers. Um, he's just, you know, he's striking out guys that, like, uh, you know, he's striking out teams that don't, like, typically strike out, right? Uh, that's one thing I like to see, and just having good games, right? Uh, so I, I, I'm a fan of him here. Uh, I think Radone is one guy that I'm definitely going to have interest in. Uh, then we go to Kyle Hendricks just because, uh, you know, streaming against the Phillies, and uh, it's a guy that can, I think, uh, you know, kind of get by the lineup, I guess it's not as good of a pitcher's park. It's something that's a little worry, w- little, little thing to be worried about, but, uh, does have a 3.48 run total, right? So I'm definitely a fan of that. And then I'm going to go with the last one. I'll go with Madison Bumgarner just because, uh, we don't have much talent here on this slate and it's something that's, uh, you know, a little frustrating and, uh, you know, Bumgarner is a, uh, is, is definitely the most talented pitcher on this slate. If you had to say, Hey, who's the most talented pitcher? It's him. I get the matchups, not as great, uh, something to be concerned about. So, uh, I'm curious what lineup the, Diamondbacks end up throwing out because uh, Lineup lineup matters with them they really change up the lineup So uh, it, depending on the lineup It depends on what I uh, kind of do with Madison Bumgarner I think but uh, yeah that's about it for me Josh who's your favorite
0: three All right, My top three on the slate will probably be Uh, Lamette. uh I guess you you know you, you gotta Consider Bumgarner here right so I'll put him on The list and I'll, and I'll put Buck Farmer there too um, and just as a little tournament bonus, a guy I didn't mention, I, I, I feel like you could get him at a super low ownership, and he's only 6K on DraftKings. Mike Leake uh, is a guy that I think I'm going to give some some tournament look at. I, I could feel Travis cringing through the computer right now as I say <laughs> oh, this. I, I
1: cringed. I cringed big time, but yeah. I mean, you do you, Josh. Hey, uh, man. That's, a, that's a scary one, man.
0: Hey, man, I pinned my Wainwright plays right throughout the year, so I'm going to make a bold prediction to say that Mike Leek throws a good game here. So uh, just going to throw um, that out there. But, uh, Brandon, why don't, you, why don't you rank your top three for us too?
2: Um, so I'm the same as you guys. I'm going to place uh, Lamette my first. It's not really in order, but these are my top three. Um, I'm actually going to put Hendricks, and then I'm going to put Rodon. So those three. And then um, I would say that uh, Buckformer is a good GPP play just because uh, the risk and reward is so high. Like he can make you or break you so especially on a site like dk where the price is so low where if he even gets five five strikeouts is good enough for me and like a couple errors so uh I uh really like his strikeout percentage and um i'm not really worried about the righties but uh the few lefties in there could probably get to him but i'm gonna i'm gonna stay with that uh predicament and then um Hendricks. Uh, I think he's had a 3.3 ERA in the past three games, so I think he uh, he stays hot.
0: All right. Very cool. All right. You guys, uh, Travis, you all good on pitching?
1: Yeah, uh, it's not a pitching it's not a pitching slate to love but uh you know we gotta uh, gotta find some ways to take advantage so hey, if you're struggling with pitching be sure to look at lineups so I always like to say that you know look All to right. see what lineup came out i wasn't on the Gram today at first and then that uh that terrible uh Washington lineup came out there and then that got me on the Gram and uh, he did fine for me so uh yeah I, I think that's something definitely to note on a slate like this uh, let's look to see what lineups come out and uh, maybe that's
0: something to attack and how about you Brendan? Uh, anything else you want to hear mention here on pitching
2: um, yeah, so Bumgarner, um, it's pretty much the same situation as Sale the other day. All that BVP, it could go wrong or it could go right. I think he has a 26 strike, 26% strike, strikeout rate versus Arizona. So, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, the only guy that hits him at a good average is Goldsmith. So if he could get through him, I think he could, uh, he could have a good game. And obviously, he has the most upside out of all the pitchers that could get you 50-plus. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh,
0: so there we go. We uh, covered pitching. Now it's time to move on to the catcher position. I'll kick us off here at catcher. Uh, if you guys listen to the Weekend Grind regularly, you know that we look for these kind of cheap catchers that correlate to our lineups, find some cheap pop in the bats. There's a handful of guys here that I'm interested in that I feel like are priced fairly. Uh, the first guy I'm going to mention here is Jonathan Lucroy going against Sean Newcomb. This is at SunTrust, so you know you got a nice hitter's park here. And we know that Lucroy is a career lefty masher. Now, um, Luke Roy three point five k on DraftKings just feels like a, a nice, solid, cheap price for for a good hitting environment and a good matchup. And twenty three hundred on FanDuel, he's basically free over there. So I think that for that price, he's certainly in play. Uh, Alex Avila is a guy that I'm going to have interest in. He's also first base eligible on DraftKings, so you can find a way to maneuver him in if if you end up liking him that much. Um, we know that Lively is a guy that struggles against lefties. Avila four point one k. On DraftKings and over on Fanduel, you could get him for uh, 2.9, so fairly priced over there. I like his price a lot better on Fanduel than I do on DraftKings if we're talking relative to the site pricing. Uh, another guy that I'm always on against lefties that um, seems to always be low-owned, and Travis, you see me pin him right many, many times this season, it's y- Yadier Molina. Molina is the guy, man. Mol- yeah, Molina against a lefty. Yadier Molina has incredible splits against lefties. High woba. High ISO and at home too. Uh, really thrives at home in the stadium that uh, you know is built well for for varieties. And we're gonna have some nice weather too. 83 degrees, 42 percent humidity. So uh, everything's looking good over there. And uh, if we're gonna look at any other options here, I don't mind giving a look over at Evan Gaddis. He's coming back from the DL now, going against Tyler Skaggs. If he's in the lineup and clean up, and he's 3.4 K on DraftKings, uh, you know I think that you should give him a look. uh, With you know, some people get nervous about touching. Catchers coming off the DL, or hitters in general, anyone coming off the DL. I know, Travis, you're <laughs> one of those guys, and I, I don't blame you. But for a tournament flyer, I don't think Gattis is a bad play if he's bad in cleanup. But if I had to rank my top two catchers on the slate, uh, it would probably be uh, Jonathan Lucroy and uh, Yadier Molina. So that that's where I'm going to land here on the slate. And obviously, James McCann is against a lefty, too. So I think you have to give him some consider- consideration. But if I had to boil it down to just two, uh, it would be... Lucroy and Molina Uh, Travis how about you where are you looking at catcher
1: yeah, so I don't hate Melina. You, you had me when you started talking about the weather, Josh. I was getting all excited about that with the hot weather out in uh, St. Louis. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't think Melina's a bad play. Uh, my top play is Alex Avila. Like, he's the guy I'm going to go to. Um, I, I just think it makes so much sense here. It's a guy like Lively. Uh, it should, should be a great spot for him. Alex Avila, you know, uh, last last season days, 95 exit velocity. And as bad a ball distance is, uh, you know, 229 uh It's just a spot where I think uh, we definitely, uh, you know, have to have interest in that small ballpark too. I mean, this is just a beautiful spot for Alex Avila. So I'm a big fan of this. He goes up against a guy in Lively who has a K percentage of 10.4 against righties and against lefties 7.1. Like these Cubs are going to be guys that I have a lot of interest in. And Alex Avila is a lefty, and guess what? The walk percentage is 9.4. It's even higher than his K percentage. I mean, that is terrible. Sample size is small, only 85 plate appearances. I wish there was a little bit more. Uh, Sierra against lefties 5.96 and against uh, righties 4.97. I mean, this guy is not good. So uh, for me, it just feels like a lock in Alex Avila and take his home run and move on. That's what it is for me. So I'm going to look at him and I, you know, if I obviously make some other teams, but, you know, if I, if I play a Cardinal stack, I'll throw in Yadier Molina probably, right? Because I don't want to take him off it. Or I'll throw in a catcher uh, from another stack. But Alex Avila is like my top option that I'm going to try and load up on on this slate. Uh, what about you, Brandon? I uh, don't love catcher a lot, but uh, is there anyone that really sticks out to you here?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm pretty much attacking all the lefty pitchers and – I uh, love L- Molina, uh, the 314 ISO and the high Woba. But you guys didn't name this guy, and he mashes lefties. Uh, Kurt Suzuki versus Freeland. That's the guy I'm attacking. He has a 537 Woba versus lefties. So definitely, he's my top option. Um, I love Avila and uh, Molina. Those are probably my top three.
0: All right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Suzuki certainly a top play. You uh, know, obviously got to see who they end up putting in the lineup because uh, it could be Tyler Flowers, who again wouldn't be a bad play either in this ballpark against a lefty. Hits lefties well too. Has some good pop in his bat. But yeah, Suzuki incredible numbers against lefties. So yeah, uh, Travis, if you had the top, name your top two catchers. Who would they be?
1: Um, Alex Avila and Alex Avila. But, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, y- Yadier Molina, I guess, would be a number two. And it was a good call on the Suzuki, too. He's another guy to consider. He's good. I, I like taking him against guys that are you know just terrible at striking people out. So, uh, yeah, Suzuki's not a bad one, too. But for me, it's Avila. And I- I'll probably go with Yadier Molina with you just because this guy's been mashing the ball recently.
2: Yeah. All right. How about you, Brandon? Who's your top two catchers? Then? Um, I'm probably going to say... Molina is my top, and then Suzuki is my second, if he starts. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't start, I'll take Avila. Okay,
0: very cool. And my top two will be uh, Yadier Molina and Jonathan Lucroy. So that's where I'll be at. But I definitely think, uh, as Brandon mentioned, Suzuki's a great play. And as Travis mentioned, Avila is a great play. So good, you know, good handful. Basically, whoever ends up in the lineups here of these guys uh, and whoever correlates to your roster construction, uh, all, all of them are fine plays. So let's move on to first base now, more of a loaded position as usual. Uh, Travis, why don't you kick us off here at first base and, and tell me where you're looking here on the slate?
1: Uh, yeah. So, uh, man, how do I not play Anthony Rizzo, right? 4,400 <laughs> expensive. I get it, but, uh, it's Anthony Rizzo and, and, and a spot against Lively. This is just a beautiful spot for him. So, uh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo, like, uh, sign me up here for him. He's my top guy. If I had to pick, I would definitely load up on here, him in this spot. Uh, clearly he's just a guy that, you know, he's kind of going to crush here today. It just seems like there's no, no way he doesn't, but again, it's baseball. So who knows that can easily happen, obviously. Um, I don't mind Jose Abreu. I know you guys like Buck Farmer, but man, Jose Abreu has been like absolutely smashing the ball recently. Uh, so, yeah, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's kind of been home runner bust, but uh, again, spot against Buck Farmer, I don't hate going him. Uh, he's an option that you can uh, definitely consider here, I think, in this spot. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, like, for me, it's like, uh, you know, if, if I ha- can go Miguel Cabrera against Radon, I said I like Radon is a guy that uh i like but uh i don't know miguel cabrera he's a guy that you know he's got he's been smashing the ball recently from the you know if you look at the batted ball data uh and i get it though though but the price tag is like cheap it's 2800 on FanDuel. uh draft uh pull it up now he is uh why can i get his price i'm on the wrong slate here on DraftKings. What right are you That's looking for yeah miguel cabrera what is it i uh, oh maybe
0: super Maggie is super cheap is miguel playing um yeah he should be he's super cheap he right
1: appealed now. he appealed to suspension so i'm yeah, assuming like gary sanchez be...
0: they let gary sanchez play they're gonna let Mickey play today uh, yeah yeah so I, well I, I he's I 3400 happens- by the way he's super cheap 3400 okay yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah so i think the way it happens is i don't think that they do appeals during the weekends i'm pretty sure i forget who it was there was some guy like early in the season that like they pushed his appeal like uh it was like supposed to be decided on friday and they're like oh we'll settle this on monday so it sounds like they just don't handle those things on the weekends. Like they just take off. So um, yeah, maybe is the guy I would consider if I'd take like, like maybe if I take one guy against for doing it's either hammer up then obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, Mickey's not a guy I'm going to like go all in on, but if I need, like, if I'm building a team and I need a cheap first baseman, like why, why wouldn't I not put him in that spot? Like, it's just a great spot for him here. So, uh, yeah, Miggy's definitely a guy that I like a lot. Uh, but for me, it's like Anthony Rizzo is the guy, right? Uh, it's the guy I want to load up on. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, who do you like at Uh, who do you like at first base uh Brandon?
2: Okay. So first base, um, picking Lucas Duda, um, and the past three starts leak has given up an era of 13.14. So those are egregious numbers. Duda is batting 778. Two home runs six RBIs versus leak. And um, I expect to at least get to him. I don't know about a homer but he should have a couple hits at least. Um, And then uh, my second is Edwin Incarnacion. He has four home runs. 452 Woba versus Hamill, and um, yeah, he's due. I just play players that uh, I keep on playing, and uh, if they don't produce, then I stick to the well. And then uh, Goldsmith versus uh, Bumgarner in Chase Field. It's probably going to be lower owned, but um, that's that's what we want. Um, He has a 324 average and two home runs versus Bumgarner. He's the only one that kind of has uh, good stats versus Bumgarner. The rest of them have low averages and uh, their ISO is okay, but it's nothing to be afraid of. So I would probably just go with a one-off. If you're not playing Bumgarner, I would go with uh, Goldsmith for sure.
0: All right. That makes sense. Um yeah, for me, I'm going to keep it pretty short and simple. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with some Rizzo and some Miggy on the slate. Both guys in a fantastic spot. I don't want to overthink it too much. Uh, I understand there's some merit to playing guys like E5. I even think that Mark Reynolds is a good tournament option here against the lefty and in, in Sean Newcomb and Suntrust. But uh, just going to keep it like, you know, Rizzo, and he's been, Rizzo has been just like smashing He's just been so hot. And uh, he gets a, a nice park upgrade in Philly. Uh, against Lively. Uh, by the way, Lively's numbers against lefties are absolutely atrocious. 596 Sierra against lefties, 368 Woba allowed, um, BABIP over 300 allowed, and that strikeout rate is 7.1%. 9.4 walk percent too against lefties. It just gets worse as you look at the lefty numbers. And um, you see Rizzo here with a 380 Woba, 243 ISO. You know, this is, a, this is a great spot here for Rizzo. And uh, I think that you kind of just have to play him here on the slate in, in cash and just lock him in. And I think Miggy is the other cheaper option to pivot to. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, if, if you want to get some, uh, you know, some, some savings at first base, that's the way to go. Wouldn't stray too far outside of those two guys. So my top two at first are going to be uh, Anthony Rizzo. And uh, if you need some salary cap savings, you go with Miguel Cabrera. Uh, how about you, Travis? Who are your top two at first base?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So my top two at first base, I think it's going to be uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, actually, I don't know. Miguel Cabrera. Uh, you know, I'll, go with, I'll go with Jose Abreu. I think I want to go with him here. I, I like Jose Abreu in this battle. So we'll go Jose Abreu and Anthony Rizzo. But uh, I like Miguel Cabrera too. Maybe I'll make them my favorite three. You know, Josh, I'm I'm, I'm vetoing you. I'm going with three. So those are my three favorites.
0: <laughs> All right. And uh, how about you, Brandon? Who are your top two then at first base?
2: Um, I'm going to have to say Duda and E5. All right! Wow, we got some uh, we got some mixing up here on the weekend grind
0: podcast. I like it. I like having a guest here who uh, kind of goes against the grain. Nice, nice. And that's how you uh, I guess that's how you end up getting a qual you know qualifying for a live file right going off the grid like this. <laughs> right. So very nice. Uh, all right. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to move on to second base. Uh, we'll have our guest Brandon. You go ahead. Kick us off at second base. Where are you looking on this slate?
2: All right. So I'm going to keep it short, and I'm just probably going to play a lot of Altuve versus Skaggs. Um He's a 430 woba versus Skaggs in nine at bats, and uh, he's a lefty masher. So, and Skaggs hasn't really been that well. So, I'll probably go with uh, Altuve. All right,
0: very nice. Uh, any other options that you're looking at besides Altuve? You're just going to load up, hit the lock um, button, 100% Altuve. Well,
2: no, I I'd like to hedge. So, if I'm going to play Rodon, I'll probably play uh, some Kinsler shares. Uh, he has a 483 Robo versus Rodon and uh, one homer. So I'll probably play that as a hedge.
0: Okay. How about you, Travis? Were you looking at second base? Oh,
1: yeah. So I I would love uh, Altuve, right? Uh, It's just uh, he's kind of expensive. So I don't know if I have the money for it or not. Uh, He wasn't in the lineup Friday because of a neck. So I don't know. Necks are kind of serious. So I don't know. He might not be in the lineup here. It depends. So obviously take a look and see, uh, you know, based on that. Uh, But. Uh, I love Ian Happ here. Uh, you know, shocker, I like the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs are going to be a team I talk about a lot. Uh, Ian Happ is like a, you know, he's just a guy that, you know, hits a lot of fly balls and in the spot against Lively, like, I mean, this seems like a dream spot for him. So I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, I think I'm going to load up on him, and I think he's a really good option here. One guy I want to know on uh, FanDuel specifically, right, is Jose Ramirez. He's 2900 I paid 2700 for him today. It was fantastic uh, to pay, play pay that price tag he didn't really come through for me like I was hoping but uh it was a very nice price tag to pay uh you know it made made things work in cash games right so uh 2800 is just way too cheap for a guy like him we were paying 4.3k on FanDuel for him so uh Jose Ramirez is another guy you know we talked about the Indians a little bit uh and I you know I you know I kind of like what uh Brandon was saying about Edwin Encarnacion I definitely think I want to throw maybe an Indian stack in there and obviously if I do that I'm going to make sure I you know take this cheap price tag on Jose Ramirez of 2.9k so uh, those are probably the three that I, I have the most interest in right now uh, how about you Josh
0: yeah Jose Ramirez 336 Woba 164 ISO here uh yeah the guy the guy I played him on on DraftKings today and I paid about 4.3k for him I believe so you got a huge discount for him at FanDuel and I think you should continue to do so and just take advantage of that price tag I think 2.9 at FanDuel is way too cheap and I also think that Hap is way too cheap on FanDuel too like on DraftKings it's a bit tougher to get Hap in there for 5k you know the good news is that you have multi-position eligibility with him where he's second base and outfield eligible on DraftKings but uh but yeah, 3.5 K on FanDuel just feels way too cheap. So I think those are the two guys you should just be like point per dollar. These guys are excellent plays on the slate going with Hap and Jose Ramirez on FanDuel. Specifically, they're still in play on DraftKings, but you're paying 4.4 on DraftKings for Jose Ramirez and 5K for Hap on DraftKings. So just, you know, relatively for the price, uh, you know, going for site specific plays. Those are the two guys you want to focus on on FanDuel. Um now on DraftKings you know there's there's a few options you go look at outside of that like Paul DeJong is four point four k. I think that he's in the conversation against Blake Snell at home. Uh, the guy's been an absolute beast uh, since you know he's been getting regular work in the lineup. So I think he's someone we could be looking at. Uh, Altuve, as Brandon mentioned, is a top option. But like you said, Travis got to find the money for that. Uh, if I have the money, I'll definitely get some Altuve in my lineup. Incredible, incredible stats against lefties throughout his career. So he's someone I would have definitely have interested in. Um, but yeah, uh, for me. And I don't mind the Kinsler play either that Brandon mentioned. I think that's also a fine play. We know that, like he said, he's a career lefty masher, so uh, good news there. But um, I think I'm just going to try to keep my exposure tight and and simple and keep the core built around Ian Happ uh, and some Jose Ramirez and – you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll mix some of that DeJong in there, too, if I want to go along those lines. I do like Molina, so I think that uh, Molina and, and DeJong make a fine handcuff play here if you want to correlate some roster construction to these Cardinals. So my, my top two, though, on the slate for second base, I'm going to go with uh, with Ian Happ and Jose Ramirez. How about you, Travis? Who are your top two at second base?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same. Uh, Hap and Jose Ramirez, just because of the price tags. Uh, I mean, they're just very nice uh, price tags, and I like them a lot. And I'm, obviously, I'm worried about Altuve with the neck. So those are my two favorite uh, options. How about you, Brandon? Who are your
0: top two at second base?
2: I think you guys convinced me uh, on Hap, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably take Altuve as my high price guy, and then I'll take a uh, Hap as my value. Hey.
0: Yeah. Uh, just real quick, uh, Ian Hap's numbers. This like. It's just been on an absolute tear. I had I had the numbers open, just give me one second here. Um, where is he here? Okay, so yeah, Ian Hap, three forty nine Woba and two seventy three ISO Right now, uh, you know, the only issue is his strikeouts. You know, he's got that 29% strikeout rate, but uh, Lively just doesn't 7.1% strikeout rate against, uh, against lefties. Like, Ian Happ betting from the left side of the plate, like, he's not going to strike out against it, you know, against Lively. Like, I think more often than not, he's going to make some hard contact here. Lively gives up a ton of hard contact here against lefties. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. So, so yeah, uh, that's where we're at second base. Um, but with that, we can move on now to the hot corner, to third base. And uh, third base here uh, again, just like first base, usually a loaded position with lots of options. Uh, we'll we'll go to we'll go over to Travis here, uh, Mr. Mangone. Why don't you break down third base for us? Kick us off here.
1: Yeah, so one of my top plays is Chris Bryant. I'm running out of Cubs to put in my lineup. This is getting difficult here,
0: um, Mr. Cash. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, they're chalky, right? Like they're right. going to be chalk tomorrow. Sadly, it's going to be annoying, and I'm playing tournaments, and I'm going to have chalky Cubs. Is that is that what's <laughs> going to happen first, Josh? Is that and Brandon? Am I right about
0: that? Yeah. oh yeah 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 you're mr chalk oh, for gosh, a reason gosh. travis no, travis it says in your twitter profile eat chalk or die trying like you have to yeah. live up. To it. you're, you're right. right you're right no that's a good
1: point uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna die trying man i'm gonna go for it whatever i like him uh so yeah uh chris ryan i absolutely love hearing this spot uh he's a guy that i man not that i now don't ever get right but i feel like whenever i roster him in cash he always never comes through for me but hey i'm play tournaments hopefully comes through for me on this slate uh it's just a great spot against lively and uh, i think it's you know Know it's an easy spot for him to hit one out here in this ballpark. It's a good, good spot. I like Chris Bryan a lot here. Uh, definitely going to be loading up on him. Uh, you know, last 15 days, 92 exit velocity, fly balls 41%, and 240 batter ball distance. That's stuff I love to see. Uh, another guy with similar numbers, like, like I just said, with even a higher fly ball rate, which is 10 or actually 11% higher, is uh, in the last 15 days, is Nolan Arenado against a lefty. Uh, I don't think anyone ever disagrees when you have Nolan Arenado against the lefty. Everyone's like, all right, uh, where do I sign uh, problem is you got to pay for it. Right. And it's 4,300. Um, So maybe I kind of, maybe uh, as I build my cup stack, maybe I don't play, uh, you know, Chris Bryant for 4,300, and maybe I play Nolan Arenado instead and, uh, you know, get another cub in the outfield instead. That's an idea I could pull off maybe. So uh, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Those are the two top guys, though. Like I would be loading up on them. I'd be finding a way to pay up for them. Uh, Those are the guys at the top that I want uh, if I can, you know, I don't think this is a spot I want to pay down a ton, but if I did pay down, uh, you know, I look at a guy like maybe a Jed Jairko against a Blake Snell. I also don't mind this Cardinals team a little bit. There's some guys to like here. Uh, and I, I think uh Jed Jericho for 3,400 wouldn't mind him like a Justin Turner too. He's a guy 3,500. Uh, he's a guy that's been smashing the ball all season long, but like once we get even cheaper, right. Once we get below uh, specifically on FanDuel, once we get below those guys, I said like once we get below a Jake Lamb who's also against a lefty in a tough spot, yeah, like Travis Shaw against a righty who I don't mind. But then it gets ugly. Uh, You got Castellanos has a wrist injury, you know, and it's just like just guys that you really don't feel like rostering. So um, for me, it's a spot where I'm just going to pay up. It's like Arenado or Bryant. If I was playing 10 lineups, I would likely go, uh, you know, five Arenado, five Bryant. And then uh, if I really wanted to, uh, you know, sprinkle in a couple other guys, maybe I'd go four and four on them and then sprinkle two other guys in. But that's how I'm kind of approaching third base today. What about you, Josh?
0: Yeah, I mean, Arenado's the guy, man. 521 Woba. And 437 ISO against lefties, man. Like it's just insane. And uh, you know that's his overall numbers, not just at home and cores. And he's going to be in SunTrust, which is you know a nice hitters environment. But man, 521 Woba and 437 ISO. Like, how do you not take those numbers here? Like he's 5.3 K on DraftKings. He's over 4 K on FanDuel, as you mentioned. So he's tough uh, to fit in there. But I'm going to find a way to jam him in. Plus. Uh, he's got 85% medium to hard contact against left-handed pitching. He's, he's the guy, man. Arenado is the guy on the slate. Like, if you're going to – if you want to pay for the top top option at their base, like, I feel like it's a significant drop-off after him. Like, I'm not as crazy as Chris about Chris Bryan as you are here, Travis. I mean, I get it. It's in a hitter's park. It's against Edward Lively. But if you tell me I get Arenado against a lefty in a hitter's environment, like I'm, like you said, sign me up for that. Uh, I'll probably sprinkle some Chris Bryan in if I'm making multiple lineups and tournaments, and if I want to correlate to those cup stacks. But uh, if I'm gonna pay, for, if I'm gonna go anywhere at their base, I, I wouldn't mind just hitting the lock button and going 100% Arenado here and moving on because outside of that, it really does get ugly. It drops off. It goes. It goes Arenado. Uh, uh, Decent size space than Chris Bryant, and that's a major cliff dive after that. So I'm just going to get Arenado in there, and uh, you know let everyone else chase the dream at a cheaper price tags elsewhere. Uh, how about you, Brandon? Where are you looking at third base?
2: Oh uh, yeah. So to add on uh, to the Chris Bryant. So me and my buddies, uh, we have a rule where we literally do not play Chris Bryant unless it's on Sundays or it's a day game. And uh, tomorrow is a perfect day to do it. I think so.
0: That's um, interesting. It's gonna why, be, why, don't you, why don't you explain that? Why why is that the rule for Chris Bryant?
2: Well, I mean, we just noticed these, like, trends. And if you kind of notice it, Chris Bryant barely hits home runs at night. Like, it's usually on a Sunday or it's a day game. It's very rare that uh, he'll hit one at night. And um, we also used to uh, do this with uh, Josh Donaldson, but right now he's on fire, so I, I don't think that rule applies. Um <laughs> So, uh, to get to my third baseman, obviously, uh, Arenado is just a top-notch guy on here. Um, so, we don't really have to talk about that. And then, um, my second guy is uh, Jed Jed Jerko. Um, I kind of like all the St. Louis bats today, so I'm just going to add uh, Jerko to the stack. He has a 370 Woba versus left-hand pitching in 2017. And he has a... 255 iso so i'll definitely be attacking uh snell this weekend with all with all the righties and uh after that it's pretty much a clear drop other than ardenado chris bryan uh jerko i had castellanos as a hedge but um, travis brought up that he might be hurt so kind of gonna steer away
0: yeah i also just want to mention uh travis i don't know if i told you about this at the live final but um, I just realized, you know, Cincinnati's not on the slate. And uh, the Reds were staying at the hotel we were staying at in <laughs> Chicago. And uh, I believe, Randy, didn't you have a conversation with Scooter Gennett? Like, he, Jeanette? Yeah. He um, at, he came, actually, he came out smoking a cigarette, right? And you were like, oh, I was going to play you today. And I didn't. He was like, it's a good thing you didn't because I had a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> like, so
2: that was a funny experience. Um, so he was asking us questions. He was the one that was more interested uh, in DFS. So he asked us, uh, how many points did I get the day I had four home runs? And uh, he asked us all these small questions like he was really interested. And um, so I told him that I switched him last second. And he was like, oh, good. Because uh, Matt Davis wasn't throwing me anything. So it was, just, it was actually just a really funny experience to just randomly see him outside of the hotel. And, like, he actually bummed a cigarette off of us, like, <laughs> off of the people outside. Oh, by the way, so, and Joey Votto is a <laughs> massive guy in person. Oh, My yeah. God. he was so big when he walked in the lobby. But I uh, actually didn't see him, but uh, – yeah, Scooter was a really nice guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Scooter, yeah. I heard really good stories about Scooter at the life final. But, yeah, uh, all right, so back to it. Um, so, Travis, if you had to rate your top two, would it just be Chris Bryan, and as you said?
1: Yeah, that's a cool story about uh, Scooter Jeanette and whatnot and seeing some of the Reds, that's awesome. Uh, I always like seeing – whenever you get to see like, some, uh, you know, some pro players in person, it's kind of cool. And if you get to have a conversation with them, that's nice that they're you know, able to have a conversation with them and talk about it. And I, I've talked to some guys about uh, you know some, some – Athletes about like DFS and they 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 kind of get interested they're like, oh, how's this work? It's kind of fun. So uh but yeah, um uh, yeah, definitely. It's like uh, just Arenado and Brian and kind of move on, obviously. I think they're both just two really good plays on the slate. So I'm gonna load up on
0: them
2: here. Yeah, all right. And uh Brandon, who would be your top two
0: here on the slate then? All
2: right, yeah. So my top guy is gonna be Arenado. I mean, obviously, he's gonna be chalky if you could fit him in. And um I'm gonna have to say Jerko versus a snow. Uh I know you guys are All on Chris Bryant, but I'm a GPP guy, so I'm going to fade the chalk. (laughs)
0: All right. All right. Very cool. Uh, So with that, we covered third base. Let's move on to shortstop. Uh, Shortstop, again, is a position that usually doesn't have a lot of depth Uh, for me. Uh, I'm looking at the shortstop position and just trying to figure out where I'm going to correlate to my rosters and where the best place to go is. Uh, Trevor Story is a guy that's really popping out at me here at SunTrust, 3.6k on DraftKings. Love the price tag over there, and uh, he's 2.5 in FanDuel. Love his price tag there too. Uh, super cheap and just absolutely mashes lefties. Uh, and you get him in a good park. I know he hits at the bottom of the order, so you know there, there's a little bit of uh, hesitation with that there. But I still think that. He's a, a great option on the slate. Um, outside of him, it really does get a little bit murky. Um, I, I'm sure Lindor is in play. He makes a fine pairing with Jose Ramirez. You could play him, but, you know, you're going to have to pay top dollar for both those guys. Uh, on DraftKings, on FanDuel, you got Jose Ramirez at a discount. Um, I'm sure Lindor, right? Let's see what Lindor's price tag is on FanDuel. Uh, 3.9, so you're going to have to pay more for him. But I I think that the two of them are in play together. If I play Lindor, I usually pair him with Jose Ramirez or E5 or one of those guys. Um, And then uh, DeJong is also shortstop eligible in DraftKings. Don't mind looking at him over there. Uh, again, like I said earlier, uh, just you know the off from three point six on FanDuel a bit more of a fair price tag over there would would have some interest in him over there as well. Um, but uh, you know, and I think I'm gonna probably just stay away from Corey Seeger on the slate. I know that you know he's he gets a decent matchup against Davies, but I just think there's better routes to go. You know, point per dollar wise. So if I'm gonna talk about who my top two shortstops on the slate will be, it's gonna be trevor story and uh probably lindor so those are my top two shortstops uh travis how about you where are you looking at a shortstop oh yeah this
1: is a uh, pretty boring but it's lindor and story i think like uh if i have the money i want lindor but a story is just really cheap i mean he's 2500 like uh he's a nice cheap home run opera like you know chance so i don't mind going to him uh as an option again he's a guy that uh you know he just smashes lefties and uh uh, he's just a salary saver too that helps me get in some of the bigger bats, right? So I kind of like him. If I have the money though, I want Lindor. I mean, he's the guy that I definitely want to load up on here. And it's a shortstop. It's a position we always say like it's not the greatest position. So be on the lookout. Things could pop that you know someone could be in the lineup. Uh, and if he, you know, someone could just get like a really good lineup spot, and then that could change our opinions easily. So be on the lookout for that, right? That's someone. Also, another guy to consider is Jonathan VR. Say he gets like a lineup bump towards like the top of the lineup. Uh, I wouldn't hate him here in this spot, right? He's a guy that I would definitely want to consider. And then uh, Amarwan Gonzalez, he's another guy, right? Against Carlos against Tyler Skaggs uh he's a guy that uh you know he's a pretty good price tag at uh, 3k uh and I don't think I I mind playing him Uh, obviously not the best ballpark for him in LA but uh I I think he's a guy to consider too as well Uh, what about you Brandon
2: oh yeah so um to add on to Lindor I mean obviously we just pretty much gave a good stack out there I mean you could take Lindor you could take Jose Ramirez and E5 and you got a pretty good stack right there so um my guys I'm going to stick with uh, the Cardinals and I'm going to go with DeJong and although uh, let me pull up his stats. Oh yeah, he's a lefty masher. He has like a 420 Woba, I think, but he K's a lot. So that's the only problem. Um, obviously story. It's high Woba versus lefties. Um, the only thing I don't like is it's not in Coors and he's usually hitting his home runs in uh, Colorado. So I mean, the price is too cheap so you can't really avoid that I mean you could fit a lot of bats with them obviously if you're going to go with Arnado, I mean a good pairing is with Story so uh, those are two, my two guys DeJong and Story
0: alright alright and uh, Travis you said Lindor and uh, Story for you
1: yeah, yeah. With uh I, I like the point on DeJong too. He's a good guy. Obviously I was making a Cardinal stack. I'd want to make sure to get him in there. But yeah, that's I think that's uh I think that's about right. I like uh there's there's some shortstop's not the greatest, so it's one of those positions again I like to I always like to like to preach. Like uh make sure to uh you know be on the lookout for the lineups to see if that can help you out if if uh you know some of the guys aren't popping for you. But there's some decent guys some home run pop where we can get away with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh uh so who would be your top two, Brandon? I'm not sure. Do we get your top two?
2: Uh, Yeah, DeJong and then Story. Okay, very good. All right, we're going to move
0: on to the last position here, the outfield. Uh, Brandon, you go ahead, kick us off here. What are you looking at for the outfield bats?
2: Oh, yeah, so I'm going to fill up the stack of Cleveland, and I'm going to go with Jay Bruce. Uh, He's just been mashing, and he's been hitting anything, lefties or righties. So definitely looking at him. Um, I'm also looking at a couple other guys. Let me look up. Um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Granderson. Uh, he actually has a homer versus Matt Davies, and we know Matt Davies is extremely sus versus lefties. So uh, I like all the lefties in the Dodgers game. So um, if you look to see Granderson in the lineup, uh, definitely put him, put him in your lineups. All right. Anyone else you're looking at here? Uh yeah, just yeah. Let me pull this up. If you guys want to um, go ahead, you could come back to me.
0: All right, Travis, you go ahead. Where are you looking at in the outfield?
1: All right, yeah. So uh, we'll just—I kind of—I'll kind of do this. Uh, I think this is a good slate where we'll just talk about each. Uh, you know, the teams' outfielders. Uh, you know, like the Cubs, right? I'm gonna start with the Cubs outfielders: uh, Jay Schwarber and uh, Zobris, uh, Not really Jason Hayward. I love, but if you want to be different, maybe you could throw him in there. I just don't love playing him enough, uh, too much, but yeah, I think those Cubs outfielders are guys that we can definitely have some interest in here. If I played any Philly outfielder, it'd probably be Hoskins, right? But uh, again, uh, you know, he's been crushing the ball recently and uh, he's been good to me, but I don't know. I don't think it's a spot to attack Kyle Hendricks, but again, Hoskins has been just absolutely mashing the ball recently. So I understand that. Uh, looking at the, uh, looking at the Detroit side, I think up there would be the only guy I play uh, in the Chicago White Sox. Uh, it depends on what, what lineup they roll out. You know, I'm, and uh, against Farmer probably try and uh, maybe get some of those lefties in there like a Delmonico. He got scratched today though, but I don't know uh I don't know how serious that is. So but if Delmonico's in there back and clean up like he has been recently, I definitely would have some interest in him. Uh and the outfield not a ton that I love because of being a lefty, but if I had to, it would be like Charlie Blackman, of course. Like yeah, He can hit anyone, so I would, if I'm playing a Colorado stack, I never want to leave Charlie Blackman out of it. Uh, Talking about Miami, hey, there's this guy Giancarlo Stanton. He is good at baseball. He, he's just been smashing the ball. Uh, I, I'll just read his game logs because it's just so fascinating to hear them. 60.1, 24.9, 3 28.2, 28.7, 9, 9 point two, 18.2, 27.9. I mean, the guy just hits a homer every day. It's like insane. He just goes absolutely insane. And, uh, you know, this is a spot I get. It's right. I get it's lament. People are a little worried about it. Uh, I think this is the spot, like, we don't have to pay the price tag, but if you're going to say, hey, I want to play Giancarlo Stanton, I'm not going to argue it because of what he's been doing. Uh, It's just been absolutely insane. Uh, Probably pass on those San Diego outfielders. Uh, Tampa Bay outfield, if I played anyone, it'd probably be like Corey Dickerson or maybe even a Steven Souza who's been smashing righties all year long. All of his home runs are off him, so he's a guy that I would definitely have interest in. Uh, Talk about the St. Louis outfield. A guy like Dexter Fowler, I would definitely uh, look to, and maybe it uh, depends who's like towards the top lineup, but like the, you know, the Tommy Fams, the Piscottis, those guys, I think they're guys in uh, St. Louis. I'd look to see who's batting towards the top and probably uh, get exposure to them, especially without stacking. Uh, talking about the Cleveland outfield. I like what Brandon said about Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce makes a ton of sense here. So I think he's a guy I would like probably pass on the Kansas city outfield. Same with the giants. Uh, and same with the, uh, you know, the Arizona outfield. Uh, I, like I said, I love J.D. Martinez. Always a fan of rostering him in those Arizona outfields. But against Bumgarner, I don't think this is a spot minute going to attack. Uh, I could see maybe going, uh, you know, if you're want, if you going to Houston and you're stacking up, obviously you want to get like a Springer, maybe a Reddick in there. That makes sense for the Houston side. Uh, L.A., I'm likely uh, passing tomorrow on that. I mean, if, but if you want to play Mike Trout, I'm not going to, you know, argue that too, right? Mike Trout is pretty good at baseball. And then the last, te- last game is, uh, you know, Milwaukee and uh, Los Angeles. Uh, you know, this is a spot. I don't absolutely love this game, so I'm just going to pass on this one in the outfield too. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot, you know, a lot of different outfielders to love on uh, kind of touched on some of the ones that I really have a bunch of interest in, but what about you, Josh, who are you interested
0: in? Uh, I think you could go with Schwarber for sure. Just stay on the, on track with that Chicago love. And I think that Ian Happ is a fine outfield play on DraftKings where he's eligible out there. Uh, Pass on the Colorado lefties um, in this lefty-lefty matchup. All my numbers are telling me stay away here. Uh, I understand if you're doing a full stack, you might want to get some Blackman exposure or some power exposure. But uh, for me, it's just going to be a pass. But on the flip side of the game, uh, Matt Kemp just feels too cheap. 3.6K on DraftKings. For Matt Kemp. Um, just comes in at a great discount here against a lefty. And on uh, FanDuel, you get Kemp for 2.8. So I think both are great price tags for him in the slate. In SunTrust, nice hitter's environment going against a lefty. Um, I uh, Looking at this Detroit... Uh, These Detroit outfielders, Mickey Matuk has made a career out of just being a platoon guy who hits lefties. So uh, if you're going to play Upton, which I think is a fine play, I wouldn't mind pairing him with Mickey Matuk, correlating that play there. Uh, You mentioned the St. Louis uh, righties against Blake Snell. Uh, If I had anyone uh, that I'd be really interested in, it would would just be Pham and Piscotty. Uh, I understand the foul play, too, if you want to complete that. But if I have to pick two out of those three, it's going to be Piscotti and Pham. Hopefully, Piscotti gets a nice lineup bump against the lefty. bats like second. Um, if he does, then uh, I definitely would have extra interest in him based on his lineup uh, his lineup boost. Um, looking at these Cleveland outfielders, Jay Bruce is the guy I have interest in. And if Bradley Zimmer gets a bump in the lineup too, and that's bats like fifth or sixth. Uh, he's a guy with a ton of upside against He Definitely has some home run pop in his bat. Hey, you know, he's been quiet as of late. Uh, you know, he's been a little streaky. But uh, against a matchup against Jason Hamill, who gives up a ton of hard contact to lefties, could be enough to get him back on track. And that huge implied run total for Cleveland five through two three is the highest on the slate of any team. Um, so I think that if we're going to be looking at getting stock in the highest scoring an implied total on the slate. For the Cleveland Indians, Uh, Bruce and Zimmer are both great options to get stock in that. Um, uh, Yeah, and then if I have any other interest, it would be just as, you know, in George Springer as a one-off just because George Springer is one of the best. For some reason, he always gets like – Uh, it kind of gets tampered when people talk about Springer against lefties for some reason. But if you look at the numbers, like they're absolutely incredible. They're actually better than Nelson Cruz's numbers in some aspects against lefties. So uh, Springer is a guy that I definitely want to get some exposure to against Tyler Skaggs here. I love him as a one-off. I'm not going to play too much of the Astros here. They do have kind of a suppressed run total against Skaggs who has been throwing pretty well and isn't, you know, it is in in Los Angeles. So uh, it's kind of a, a tough, it's more of a pitcher's park than anything else. Uh, but Springer is the guy I would have interest in in that game. So that's where I'm looking at in the outfield. Uh, Brandon, anything else you want to mention? We want to come back to you here.
2: Oh, yeah. So I love the Zimmer call. I mean, he's only 2,100 on FanDuel. Uh, I'm not sure how much he is on DK, but ever since uh, Bruce was uh, acquired, they haven't really been putting him in the lineup, but uh, I expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow. And um, I love the fam call. Fam is a lefty masher. Um, who else? Uh, give me some. Uh, Brandon Moss, uh, he is very good. W- Woba versus uh, Clevenger, he has a 2,000 slugging percentage and a 2.5 OPS percentage and a 1,000 Woba versus Clevenger. So, just because he's cheap, uh, I'll probably have him in a couple lineups. And, um, let's see. Uh, I'm not really looking at any of the lefties in Colorado, uh, so I know Newcomb is pretty good at neutralizing the the lefties. So I probably won't be looking at anyone like Cargo or uh, Blackman or anything like that. Um, actually, uh, uh, Upton, great call. He's been mashing lefties. I take him every time versus lefty. I Actually, had him uh versus Rich Hill the other the other day where he had two homers. So he was he was like what one percent. So I just I'm gonna keep on rolling the dice with him, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me. Obviously, uh, you gotta you gotta have Hoskins in some, in some lines because if you're playing multiple lines, uh, you gotta have him in a couple lines because he's on fire.
0: Yeah, yep. All right. Anything else you wanna mention in the outfield here, Travis?
2: Nope, that's about it for me. I think we uh, I think we touched
0: them all. All right. So. With that, we're going to move on to the stack of the day segment. This is where we talk about our favorite stacks on the slate. Um, I think there's a good amount of routes we can go. And uh, Travis, since your your route has been uh, so clear throughout this podcast, I think we'll let you kick this one off and tell us you know, the big mystery of who your stack of the day is here.
1: Yeah, no, I'm stacking the Phillies. Yeah, no, no, right. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm loading up on the Cubs, man. Um, just, uh, Edward Lively, Ben Lively. I don't know what this guy's name is. It changes every day. I've heard, you know, I see it everywhere throughout the industry. His name's Edward's His name's Ben. I don't know, care who he is. Uh, he is a guy that is not going to be lively on the mound. He's going to get crushed. I'm sure. So give me all the Cubs. I'll just load up on them. And, uh, I don't know. I, I I think they're gonna be chalk. They probably will be, but you never know, man. like I don't know. there's some other there's some other options out there that people might end up going to. I don't know. Uh, probably are gonna end up being chalky, but. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping maybe people go some other routes and maybe I get them lower on. But again, uh, I can find other places to be different. And I can find ways to be different within their lineup. So uh, love that lineup all around. Excited. Once that, uh, you know, once I get the Grinders lineup alert that says the Cubs lineup is out, I'll be you know open up my phone real quick to see. Uh, hey, what's the lineup like? Because I want to uh, find ways to you know find ways to take down a GPP with them because I think they're the best team. Uh, you know, to stack tomorrow. Uh, what about you, Josh? Who's your favorite team? Uh,
0: for me, uh, this is going to be one of those. Rare moments where this happens on the weekend grind, but I'm actually going to have to agree with you this, on this one, Travis, and I'm gonna have to double down with you on the, on the Cubs. Uh, it just feels like too good of a spot for them against Lively, especially with all these hard hitting lefties in the lineup. Uh, just you know, going with Rizzo and Schwarber and Happ and Avila, like it just feels it feels too right on the slate to not stack them up. And even if they're chalky, I uh, I'm still gonna have interest in stacking them up. I just I'll I'll uh, try to beat everyone else's cub stacks with where i go in the other lineup spots so that's that's where i'm gonna go is with the cubs for my stack of the day uh brandon how about you who's your stack of the day on the slate
2: yeah so obviously uh it wouldn't be fun if we all went cubs so um i think i'm gonna go ahead and stick with my picks and i'm i'm gonna go with uh st louis versus blake snell i know uh blake snell he had a very good game last game but uh I just like all the St. Louis players. I, Matt Carpenter, he actually hits lefties well. He's only 3,400. Um, Tommy Pham, I uh, expect him to bat second. And uh, he's a lefty masher. DeJong, Dexter Fowler, switch hitter, Molina, Giorco, Piscotti, Wong. I mean, they're just all, they're all good players. So, uh, yeah, it's clear weather. It's 83 degrees expected. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, Clear cut St. Louis for
0: me. All right. Very cool. Travis, any last thoughts on the slate before we sign out? No,
1: uh yeah, that's that's about it. I, I like what you, I like your call of St. Louis though. Uh Brandon, I've actually been playing around some stacks while we've been uh, on the show and that was when I was messing around with throwing in with the Cubs too. So I definitely agree that's a <laughs> I definitely agree that's a good one. So I'm I'm excited for the slate though. It seems like one that should be uh should be fun. I definitely enjoyed having you on Brandon it was uh you know a good time obviously and uh congrats again on queuing for the live final uh you know and um you know glad you enjoyed it and got to hang out with Scooter Jeanette and have a good time out there. I, I still haven't I don't, I don't really chase live finals. It's not something I really do much but I still have not been to one just because it's just something I don't do. But
0: uh you know hopefully we'll, we'll get, get you there. we'll get you out there over one of them Travis. We're going we're going to yeah. do it. We'll make it happen. Uh
2: yeah, I I'll, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll get it one day, but I say, again, I don't really <laughs> chase them. It's not it's not my MO, so I don't really go out there. It's and do it's that,
2: not but. it's not an amazing accolade, but uh, you know, it gives you some networking and you meet people. So I obviously met Josh and that's how I was able to be on this podcast, so I can't really complain. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, we're very happy to have you on. Is there any last thoughts you want to
2: mention here, Brandon, before we sign out? Um, yeah, it should be a good day tomorrow. There's a lot of good pitching to attack and uh Yeah, I'll expect me to have a lot of Buck Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Farmer's the guy. Um,
0: yeah, so thank you guys all for listening. Hope you enjoy your Saturday. Hope you enjoy your DFS contests. Hope you enjoy the fight, Mayweather McGregor. That should be a fun, fun time to finally watch. Um, but yeah, give us all a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. And you can follow our guest here, Brandon uh, at B Dib at B D I B twenty four. Uh, give him some love uh, we're very happy to have him on here definitely glad I met him out in Chicago wish wish you all the best of luck in your future DFS endeavors Brandon and uh, you know one day maybe we'll have you back on the show it was great having you on here yeah I'd love that man yeah yeah for uh, sure.
2: so uh, one question actually before we get off so who you guys taking Mayweather uh, McGregor oh man um, <laughs>
0: uh, it's just it's tough for me to see Mayweather losing this one Travis you have any thoughts on that one I mean I think everyone picking McGregor's a donkey but that's just me.
1: I get the value I get the value of like the betting part right. of it like hey I get I understand that whole perspective but like like uh yeah I just don't see how Mayweather loses like it just it doesn't make any sense to me but uh you know we'll see it'll be I'm just I'm excited for like the build up of it the build up's been kind of what it is uh it's been it's been fun like uh, you know all the talking about it but now I'm just ready to have the fight come on and uh See what happens and see how things go on from uh, you know basically afterwards and see you know see how uh, basically McGregor like uh, just decides to take his career out afterwards. So I'm excited
0: to see how everything just plays out now. <laughs> yeah, what? Do you, why? Who do you have, Brandon?
2: Um, yeah, I'm taking Mayweather. I mean, it's a amateur boxer versus one of the best ever, pound for pound, best boxers to ever live. So I mean, he's 49 and 0, and I expect to, to be 50. and know. Yeah, that would probably be a good way to end the career. But uh, And uh, I think that's the record, 50-0. Yep, yep, there it is. So, all right,
0: uh, I, that's, like I said uh, earlier, um, it's going to be a fun Saturday with the fight and with the, with the game, so hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, f- like I said, uh, also give us a follow on Twitter and interact with us over there. We love talking with you guys. Uh, for my co-host, Travis Mango and my guest, Brandon B-Dib, we're out. See you tomorrow, Grinders.